Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. Wait, wait, we're doing this thing? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. I just want you to know that you're all perverts. I don't know what I'm doing here. Are you in heat? I'm an innocent fox here. We are. It's hot outside. Actually, you guys are streaming live. Oh. Woo! So we are Where? live. So, I want to see you fix this Suffer in heat with those two fools, Rue and Tugs. And welcome to For What It's Worth. This is season 7, episode 17 with weird accent. We, we are here. Any, we to don't serve have a funny you. name. And 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 stuff and feed you cookies. We, yes, we definitely. Appreciate you joining us in heat. It's very very hot outside. I know it's so blazing. I went swimming today. So you did Yes, it was so much fun. Uh, I lament. Okay, so Seattle has dumb pool scenarios. I wanted, so I, I have screwed up my knee from uh, a running injury like 10 years ago. And uh-huh. So like doing treadmills and stuff, it's really high impact on my knee. And I my doctor's like, we'll use the pool. So I was like, okay, I moved up here. I went to go look for a pool. And all the pools close at like 3 p.m. Or not really, but like 5 p.m. It's dumb. It's like, who's going swimming in the middle of the day? What about all those dummies who have to work? You don't have a pool at your apartment complex? I, I don't live in a complex. It's just it's a private building. It's a condo building that's apartments now. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's not. it's not like multiple buildings with like that little plaza in the middle like people tend to think of. Yeah. Um, I am moving, though, and one of the places does have a pool, but we're not sure we want to go there. So who knows? Well, maybe you'll be here. in a pool, and that will be awesome. And you get I to swim know. and exercise and lose weight. I know. I need to. My breasts are voluptuous. <laughs> voluptuous breasts. Yeah. I love so, those. So other than heat, what have you been up to? Well, you know, I've been, I think I already mentioned that I've been exercising a lot and I have continued to, to lose weight. My, um, my doctor is super excited with, uh, the progress that I have been making. Have you um, lost weight? Uh, yeah, I've lost weight. I mean, I, I weigh around 220 pounds not bad, not and bad. so I need to, I'm, my goal is, is to get below that 200 mark, of course. Um, so but the bad news is, is my, um, unfortunately my diabetes, because I'm taking growth hormones, um, growth hormones cause your blood sugar to go up. And so unfortunately my diabetes is, do- my A1C is doing really bad or is it's really poor. And so oh, that sucks. they're having to put me on another medication in which basically causes my kidneys to basically pee out sugar <laughs> yeah so that's the fun thing does that i've been going through this is, this is um, tmi but does your pee smell like like you're like hmm, like i don't know maybe i should start drinking pineapple juice and be like that doesn't you know, that's not for pee that's 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 for the sorry, other i don't taste test my pee i just don't well do no that. no no okay no but here's the thing is like Look, I don't. I don't think everyone's going around going. Mm, I want a glass of lemonade. It's more of, <laughs> it's more of. It's like when you pee after asparagus, you smell it. So when you pee after you do this thing, do you smell sugar? Uh no. But I've noticed that it's a lot clearer. So it's like oh. it's not really yellow that much. It's just really clear. Well, that just means you're hydrated. That's a good thing, though. You want to piss clear. 
<laughs> no, it's, it's, yes. it's serious. Something to to teach our listeners. If you're pissing clear, then you're doing it right. Yes, yes. Just don't overhydrate, but that's kind of hard to do. So, yeah. <laughs> what, what else have you been up to other than losing? I'm worried that I'm going to come see you because I haven't seen your face in a while. And I'm like, gonna you're going to be like not this 12-year-old anymore. You're going to be like, yeah, I aged 20 years. Cause, because well, part, I am growing facial hair tucks. Part, part of your baby face is the fact that, you know, you're not at like super peak physical condition. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. I, I have a ch- chubby face and now I'm looking like a, like actually looking, I don't know. I just look, I still look super young. I just look like a little, instead I look like a twink. Just kidding. I'm, oh! I don't look like a twink yet. <laughs> Everyone out there who likes you gets off for your voice and is like, oh. oh. Oh my. A masculine twink. Anyway, what else are you doing? <laughs> Oh, I've been playing Octopath Traveler. I saw that. Uh, that First just... of all, stop playing games at three in the morning. Ah, I love it. It's such a good game. <laughs> but you know what you did? You missed what? out on the all Grisco salmon run. I'm sorry. It's so good. What is it? So have you seen in Salmon Run in Splatoon, have you seen the the special weapons that are like rare and they're like super broken? Uh-huh. They're this salmon run that's about to end is all of those weapons. That's the only kind you get. Cause now there's four. Oh, cool. So I bet it's super easy to get a high tier and get a whole uh, bunch of I've jumped rewards. up 200 points, but uh, yeah, it's fun. I got 101 eggs on one of my rounds. Huh? Well, I saw um, a friend of mine play that. The other so day, how is Octopath? So. Octopath is, um, you know, the review that I would give it right now is, is it's really, I think it's original. I think it's great. Um, I do wish that the stories themselves intersect because you kind of have like one individual that's like a goody two shoes, like I'm going to heal the world. And then you have this um, other individual that's like, I just want to kill everything. <laughs> you know, like there's no re- rhyme or reason why the two of them would decide that they want to like join forces. Um, and so it's like, and there's no like main story that's happening. They all just have their own individual little stories. And it just so happens that, that, you know, they find people along the way and they come, you know, they, they come, wow. They travel around with them. And it's, it's a really good story. Like the individual stories are really good. They just don't connect. Um, or intersect in any way. So I kind of feel like that there needs to be a little bit more, but you know, I've only gotten into like what, 10 hours of the game itself. So, you know, I'm, I'm only like level 15, which, you know, those games you have to get to like level a hundred before game, right? Yeah. So so you're going to expect to put 60 hours into the game. I'm an adult. I don't have time anymore. Whatever, uh, you're always playing Splatoon. You play Splatoon as much as I religiously play Binding of Isaac. I play Splatoon, yes, you're right. I do play it. It's the only thing that keeps me sane sometimes. It's my one reward for being a good boy and being an adult all day. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think no, it's I great that you love um, Splatoon a lot. I think it's a great, great game. Uh, speaking of which, of Binding of Isaac, they're coming out with a card game. And I am super excited about it. Is it called the Carding of Isaac? Uh, it's Binding of Isaac and four cards, a uh, card something. I don't, I don't remember. But it's oh. on Kickstarter right now. If anybody wants to go kickstart it, so 
I am so leery about Kickstarter. Can I tell my Kickstarter story? Do we have time? Yeah, please, please do, because I have one that follows that. So I have learned that I don't really like pledging for physical objects on Kickstarter, but things like software, I'm I'm kind of okay with. Like I got uh, Amplitude for PS4 that way, and I've Kickstarted stuff for Pinball Arcade, which is fine. And then I Kickstarted this keyboard from a company called DOS. And apparently they're like really well known in the gaming world. They make good stuff. And I pledged two and a half years ago and they said, okay, we'll have it by holiday. So this was like late spring. I figured, okay, cool. I'll get it by the holiday, whatever. It takes time manufacturing. And I only just now got it. What? Yeah. At least you got it. I was, th- you know what? I was, I had written it off. I was like, there's no way in hell. Um, and it, it was just, it was a disaster and people were mad and, yeah, I, I haven't even opened it. Like, I don't care. I don't care that I have it now. It's like, oh, that was cool a while ago because you can like um, program the keyboard so like your apps can make certain keys light up or blink or whatever to tell you certain things. Um, and it's just like, eh, eh you know, uh, what's your Kickstarter story? So I, it wasn't Kickstarter. What's the other one called that's not Kickstarter? Indiegogo. Go Indiegogo. Yeah. Okay. Don't use I don't use Indiegogo. <laughs> like that's my personal feelings about it. Is um so I really, really, really wanted this stand um for my Apple Watch. And it was also a lamp. It was also a um a dildo. It was also a thing for your Apple phone as well. So it also had uh on the side it had a charging dock for uh um Oh my gosh, what are they called? The the battery packs. Okay. That you can take with you. And so it had everything. So I was super excited about this because I wanted to, you know, have a station, a charging station for my stuff. And um yeah, I am still waiting. It it's been at least two to three years <laughs> since then. I'm never gonna see that money again. No. Like I I they ended up saying to everybody, oh, I'm sorry. We're sorry. Unless you pay us more money, like unless you pledge more money to us, we're not going to be delivering your stands. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, they were asking for like $50 more and I'm like, fuck you. Like if I pay that $50, I will never see it again. Yeah. Oh, we went and, and uh, spent all the money on hookers and blow. Can we have some more? Well, I get it. I get it. The some Kickstarters fell, but you know they were very, very shady about things. Yeah. They weren't upfront about things, and so I just I don't trust Indiegogo at all. I got you. I hear you. But anywho, yeah. I feel like that we blabbed a lot. I know. Hold on. <laughs> we, need, we need to calm down. Have you down. been up to anything else, Mister Tug? Uh, well, first let's take a calm moment. The time has come to bend at the knees. So I invite you, everybody, no pressure, put your mind at ease. Okay. What is this? I feel, do you feel better? Did you bend at the knees? <laughs> I guess I really did. <laughs> See, now we're laughing again. <laughs> what was that? It was, it was a little cue that said it's time to bend at the knees. It's from Homestar Runner. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Do you not, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, we are, we're as wacky as we used to be. And so I'm trying to bring it back. The whack is coming back. The whack is coming back. <laughs> yeah. 
um, what have I been up to? Uh, I have been um, doing some side project work, one of which is putting together the official rule list for the top and bottom giveaway. Um, I hope people are excited about that. We ran an ad for it last episode, and then we will, of course, remind people this episode, but we're giving away a Switch, um, and we'll give you details on how you can win. You don't have to live in the U.S. It just has to be legal where you live. And yeah, and you can't be a member of the family or ca- of cast members, blah, blah, blah. And, and I also want to point out we are not using our patron funds for that. We are not doing that, correct. So it's just fun. I think it's fun for us to kind of give back a little bit. People have been so generous to us. Uh, but anyway, so other than the top and bottom giveaway, um, what have I been up to? Sur- you know, lately, it's. I feel like I say this a lot. I feel like for the last three seasons, it's been like... I'm so tired. I'm not really that tired at the moment. I'm happy to report that my eyelids function correctly. It's more of just the commute. Like people joke about traffic in Seattle. It is not a joke. It is so bad. I'm spending 15 hours a week in traffic. And that's a lot of time if you think about it. And so um, we're getting ready to move further south so that my commute goes from like an hour and a half to like 30 minutes. Well, that will be super nice it if will. that happens. It's expensive, but worth it. Uh, the other thing is, I don't think I talked about this in the last episode, because I don't think yet. Did I talk about the sous vide? I remember something, oh, but I don't, I I don't know. I that are sous vide right now, and I got, I don't know. Anyways, it's a repetition if it is. So good. If you don't have a sous vide, save up and get one. You'll never eat steak the same again. Um, but I've been really working on kind of building out the kitchen. Uh, we've only eaten out once in the last week. We've been trying to cut back on it. And now we have like, we got a vacuum sealer and stuff. So now we just like make a bunch of hamburger patties with like spices and stuff, cheese in the middle. And then we seal them in our vacuum sealer, throw them in the freezer. And then we just pop them into the air fryer. And it's been wonderful, you know, way healthier and way cheaper. I, I'm taking after you, Rue. I am saving money. You're saving money. Oh, so you're being a Jew. Is that what you're (laughs) telling me? My goodness. Also, uh, I had a realization that gonorrhea would have been a great name for diarrhea medicine. <laughs> Ducks. Uh, where did all these dad jokes come from? It's been a while. <laughs> I know. We need more. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Let's do the thing. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. Alright, so here is today's cookie. The best way to navigate through life is to give up all of our controls in bed with a cookie. What? Yep. Where are you getting this? Is this from your sex party? Are you giving out sex? I don't know, this sounds like a BDSM fortune. Give up your controls. I'm going to read mine because I brought a fortune. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Be reunited with old friends to benefit you both in bed with a cookie. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was good. All right. Oh, and also congrats to France. Good job on the World Cup. Yay, France. Good job on the World Cup. Okay, bye. Let's go read that email, yeah? Yeah.
Thank you for joining us. At, Goodbye. For what it's worth. <laughs> Goodbye. We are the here end. <laughs> today to talk about your lovely emails that you have sent in. We have been waiting for a very long time what to the read hell your emails. What are you talking like that for? Because <laughs> we are changing the way that we talk. We have to talk like <laughs> other podcasts, right? <laughs> You sound. I can't decide. I'm trying to decide if you sound like you're doing like, like one of those. You too have the power to buy something from my infomercial type voices, <laughs> or like if you're being like one of those corporate clowns that are like, you guys are really important to me, and I want you to succeed in my company. But like, <laughs> none of those work for what we're trying to do here. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm opening up. Uh, we're going to be opening up the mailbag. Uh, it's so you... chock full. It's been stuffed. Like your butt. Completely full. Like your butt. And it's about ready to explode all over. Ew. Hopefully there's not chunks. So here we go. <laughs> Before we read the first email, uh, is, we're being silly because for those of you listening to this after the fact, we're actually live streaming this episode, doing it on a whim. So if you made it in, hooray. If you're in our audience now, there we are on YouTube live. You can post anything you'd like, uh, as long as it's not porn. Like, react and be part of the show, is what I mean, in the chat. Or uh, on Telegram, but really the YouTube chat's what I'm watching. We was more watching the Telegram group. And we'll interact with you as we go through our email. And you get to be part of the show now. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. <laughs> I don't know what the lag is, though. I think the lag is like 20 seconds. I told it low lag, but, you know, uh, net neutrality is dead, so... Uh, that's how uh, it is. Yep. It could possibly come back. Uh, it could, and it should. Okay. So first email is too long for you to read, Rue, so I'm going to read it. It says, <laughs> I love you. It says, dear, wait, what? You know what? I'm just going to drink. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> While you're reading this email. <laughs> you do that. I'm drinking. I should have a little, uh, breathing. Oh, I do have my breather. Okay. It says, Dear wonderful cast, crew, and guesties of For What It's Worth. I noticed in a tweet that you're looking for emails about autism in the fandom. Hopefully this isn't too late. A little, but actually you're not ever really late. We'll just read it in the next episode like this. It was three days ago. <laughs> I would like to start by sharing a condensed version of my story. My mom was quick to recognize something was different about me. It was first recognized as an unspecified developmental disorder. All through school, there were some doses of special Edward being included in my scientific case. I just didn't always realize or know about it. It wasn't until I was 17 when the confident diagnosis of the autism spectrum was made. In previous editions of the DSM, I met the criteria for being diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Getting the diagnosis was a relief because it explained a lot of things I became much more aware of early in my teenage years. It spurred me to read up on autism in order to get a better understanding of myself. Thanks to the power, persistence, and a good support system, I've graduated high school with honors, earned my turfgrass management degree from a world-renowned university which has one of the country's best turf programs, gotten my license, bought my first car, and have a steady job in my field of work. Although I've disclosed my diagnosis to my boss, we were both quick to make sure it wouldn't become a big deal. As far as meeting other furries on the autism spectrum, I don't know if I have because there's a great diversity of people who have autism. I've heard Zuckerberg and Albert Einstein might be on the spectrum, and millions of people were introduced to autistic savants by watching Rain Man. That diversity also extends to how well people are able to function. There are high-functioning people like me holding down jobs, and then there are people who are not. I would like to end by asking you some questions. What was your first introduction to autism? When did you become aware of autism in the fandom? Have you noticed differences in your interactions with people who are at different points on the spectrum? Please share your thoughts. Let me know if you want more clarification. 
Shane, possibly your only listener in the turf industry. Postscript. Just to clarify from the note I sent you about being a new furry, I'm a cat lab hybrid. He had, like, a laboratory? PS2. If you find other furries for golfers, send them this email address. My dad's almost always eligible for the senior discount. PS3. Raymond Babbitt, Dustin Hoffman's character in Rain Man, was based on a man named Kim Peek. Hi, well, thanks, Shane, for sending that in to us. We appreciate it. Um, you know, my first time uh, um, being involved with working with people with autism was actually when I was, I, I used to work for the state, um, working with um, working with teachers and building um, a program for, um, well, setting up a program for individuals that, um, teachers that need to learn a little bit more about autism. I actually worked with... Um, the Autism Council of Utah and um, helped set up some of their um, organization things. But anyways, so that's the first time that I was introduced to them. And then, of course, I work for my current company where I do work with people with disabilities. And I, um, I have never, I mean, I just, I love it. Sorry, my words are going all over the place, but it's um, I'm just really emotional lately about um, about this, and and, and let me actually explain why. Um, recently, we ended up having an issue at work, and I, I'm not going to divulge names because I can't, but um, I can um, mention a little bit about the situation. There was an individual that was currently working, and we had a situation where his sister... Um, decided that she wanted to quit his job for him. Now, the reason why that she quit his job for him is because um, she because she hadn't been reporting his earnings to the government, <gasps> and they owned a I mean, they owed a substantial amount of money to the government themselves. Wait, wait, wait. Say that. Say this again. Who was who was supposed to be reporting this? That wasn't. The mom? His sister. His sister. So his so his okay, sister okay. is something called a rep payee, and it's her. Um, she has the financial uh, responsibility, kind of. I got exactly. you. Why would why exactly. would why would they not have taken the check or the, it out in the in the person's check? So because that's what I you mean, normally have happen, right? Uh, yeah. Well, eventually, I mean, they could set that up, but the fact of the matter is, at the beginning, when you're an individual with a disability, like let's say that you're receiving disability benefits uh -huh. you have to report your earnings to social security because they're sending you a check every month for your disability oh benefits. i see okay so there's more manual that seems kind of backward like if if these are people who have additional needs why are we making them do extra weird financial reporting that's it's, weird it's, it's rhetorical it's really weird it's yeah. stupid okay so anyways but anyways the main thing is is that he's his own he's his own guardian and so he has the right to choose himself. It would be like, let's say that your husband decided that he was going to quit your job for you, Tugs. He doesn't have the legal right to do that, does he? Well, no, he's not my power of attorney. Excuse me, sorry. So, I mean, that's the same exact thing with, with this kid. Oh. But, there, but he has a disability, and so therefore it's like nobody is hearing what he wants. And he wants to work. He wants to continue to work. And so it's put it in this really unfair situation where, you know, it's it's been emotional because I've worked with this kid for the past two years. And um, 
and he's really been extremely successful in his job and you know it it was at the point where he couldn't he couldn't even like he didn't even know his numbers or letters or anything like that but now it's like he was able to clock in on his own like wow. a simple task that you wouldn't think that I don't know. Anyways, I'm going a little bit too much into this, and I, I'm trying to tread a little bit lightly here, but, you know, it's been, it's really hard when you're having those particular situations happen, when you're seeing somebody that is being, um, um, it's called expulsion. That's what it is called. Yeah. That is what is currently happening. And, in fact, if you ever see somebody that has a disability like that, that, um, is being taken advantage of, um, you need to report it. In fact, I don't know who, if a lot where, of people who, know this. Who do you report it to? Well, that's a that's a great question. There's uh, there's these people called APS. Is this an, a federal and thing? It's called Adult Protective Services. I'm not sure if it's a federal thing. I have no, to look that no, up. no, no, no. That's a, that sounds like a Utah thing. Adult, but there's an equivalent probably in every state. Definitely, definitely. But I know that in Utah, I don't know about other states, but I believe in other states as well. If you see abuse of an elderly individual, a senior, or abuse of, uh, of somebody with a disability, it is your responsibility to report it. If really? you don't report it, then you are legally held at fault. You're an accessory to the crime? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the Department of Adult Abuse and Prevention in Washington. So yeah, I just googled Adult Protective Services and it, it pulled it up. So, so I completely got off topic, but I I feel like that it was I feel like that that's something important for people to know is that that service is there. You can report it to them, and they will investigate the situation and figure figure things out. So. Huh. See, here's the thing I have. The problem I have with that is that I feel like if I was to report that that it's going to the government and the government is slow. And so are they really going to do something with it? Or is it only the really high profile, high value cases, you know? And I know that that's kind of a, a broad sweeping brush I'm painting with right now. I think it undermines a lot of people's confidence in the system though. Does that, you following me on that? No, I, I completely understand. And I'm frustrated Yeah. because, um, it's not moving fast enough. Yeah. And, um, I'm trying to keep this guy's, job for him but i can only keep it right open for so long and so if nothing is done then this person's going to lose um their ability to work and that's um that's, that's also good. yeah that's not good at all there's also another um there's also another place that you can go to it's called the disability law center and they basically hold up the law side of things um for people that have disabilities huh. Uh, so to answer the questions in the email, my first introduction to autism uh, was in the fandom. And the thing about it is, so this was this was way back in the day. Um, it was like at my first FC and I noticed that there were people, like I've always, we've all run into people who are a little off and we can't quite put our finger on it. And But you don't want to stare because in, at least in the United States, it's rude, right? And so I just kind of, I've just been fine with it. It's like, whatever, that's... That's their thing to deal with. I'm glad they're dealing with it. I hope they have a good time. And in a way, I've never had to confront it directly. I, and, and I don't want to use the word lucky because it's not the right word. I just haven't run into it where, like, I've had someone who's autistic to on a non-functional level come to, like, the fort or anything I'm hosting or whatnot. And, um, 
like the few people I could tell that like wanted to say hi to me, I, I just said hi to them, you know, I was just like, Hey, you know, and I, I, I didn't treat them any different. Um, autism in the fandom. It, yeah. It was just kind of a conversation. It, it's lost in the sands of time for me when I became aware, uh, have I noticed differences in my interactions with people who are at different points on the spectrum? Well, see, here's the thing is I don't, I don't want them to have to feel like, I, I've noticed that they're different. I let them tell me. So I don't really know where people who have autism sit on the spectrum unless they tell me. Otherwise, I just don't ask. It's like, if you're capable of holding a conversation with me, that's great. But I'm never going to go, are you autistic? Because that could also be considered just rude. Maybe the person just is really not socially tuned. Or maybe it's like they're just different. like going up to somebody and asking, are you transitioning? Yeah. Are but, you transitioning, Rue? Oh, <laughs> no, you go up to them and go, do you have gas? so yeah i know those aren't very very exciting but i'm glad that you are doing what you want though uh it reminds me of of buck's story you know where he's like oh man it it completely changed everything because suddenly i had a label that made sense definitely definitely i'm glad that that you're you're jumping in there and um you've you've figured things out and I, i know a lot of people they when they get diagnosed with something everybody's like oh i'm sorry but, you know, a lot of times it's a relief to these individuals because it's like, I finally know what's going on with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like when I got diagnosed with that pituitary tumor. It was like, oh, my goodness, I now know why I am and am fat and can't and look like a child. <laughs> like, and can't what? <laughs> and you can't what? You said I can't. I wanted to know what you couldn't do. I can't remember. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. You want me to read the next email? Uh, Actually, let's have Fossey um, His mic won't read reach that. into the stream or the no. recording. Doesn't go into the stream? Uh, really? No. It's a down mix. Okay. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I'm not trying to be a butt. You are being a butt. Uh, but we love you still. Okay. Uh, this is from D. I'm listening to the Chinese episode. I think it was Husky who was talking about having to take off his head in a store. Tugs thought it was because of store security wanting to be able to identify him in case he committed theft or vandalism or something. I hear on tech podcasts and YouTube and places, however, about Chinese-style consumer tracking. As an example, you might have heard that Amazon now has a few brick-and-mortar stores. I've been to a couple of them. After you open a special account with them, you just walk in and take what you want. The store system tracks what you take and bills you automatically. As I hear things, China pioneered such systems. They use face recognition to track your purchases, read your mood, and much more. They do it for the usual reason, to tell what their customers are buying and sell them more. And, of course, the party gets a report of everything that every citizen is doing to help them track political correctness and find and eliminate dissidents before they can spread dissent. They almost certainly track foreigners as well if they fall into the Chinese government's sphere of influence. Perhaps this is why the store wanted Husky to take off his head. I don't know. So here's the here's the thing about that episode. Um, we did get people who wanted us to talk about the political stuff. Uh, and it's natural, too. I wanted to talk about the political stuff. The thing is, they weren't comfortable doing it for a variety of reasons, and so we just had an agreement not to discuss political stuff. The closest we got was the copyright and uh, piracy discussion, but asking mm-hmm. questions about, hey, do you know about the, what do you think about the Great Chinese Firewall? What do you think about Hong Kong? What do you think about surveillance states? And so, all that was off the table at their request, and we respected that because you know they're our guests. Definitely, definitely. So. so- so it was not it was not an accidental oversight. It was very deliberate. I did I did email a few people and say, hey, we, we can't ask your question, uh, but we did get it. So you should well, read the next email. 
Yes, I'm going to do that. So this is from Moss. He says, hey, guys, just writing in for the mailbag special. But that's this episode. A few things. Um, one, that music that Tugs was playing in the episode, um, the granny music. The granny music? Is, is and you should use it more. I don't remember what that is. <laughs> I actually emailed him, and I'll start playing the granny music here in just a second. You keep reading. Okay. Number two, just curious on what the favorite places of art you, ha- um, you have of your respective personas and why. Oh, sorry. W- curious of what your favorite pieces, not places. Oh, my gosh. Favorite pieces of your art you, um, you have on of you, your respective persona. Wow, can't read. And why? Because mine is one that I commissioned um, my good friend to do. And it's just Moss reading a book. But every time I look at it, it makes me smile. Um, I love... Uh, so what are your guys' favorite pieces? I love the show, Moss. P.S. I couldn't find any bread recipes. Sorry. He actually put in the title, um, bed, Bread Recipes Included. That's what he said in the title. So yeah. That's why. So, um, to answer your question, some of my favorite pieces is <laughs> um, I have uh, Rue that is cackling and he's holding a cookie scimitar that has been cut out to look like a devil's um, spike or something like that. Yeah. And then he has horns and stuff like that and he's laughing. I also love um, some of the the fan art that actually people have set, um, sent in. One of my favorites is me holding tugs on Pride oh Rock. Oh my god, that needs... <laughs> it's so great! <laughs> you have to admit, that's a pretty good one. It's, it, no, you... I don't know if I really want to share why I struggle with the piece. Maybe another time. Why? Uh, no, you brought it up. Please. Uh, it's a deeper thing right now. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna throw you off and talk about the granny music now. Uh, uh. You, you can't hear the granny music because of the way we're currently linked. It's that old timey like Muzak stuff that I play sometimes that you always are like, oh, turn it off. I can't think about my penis right now. And so <laughs> like, it's playing now and they can hear it on, on our stream. And yeah, it's it's actually really like kind of peppy right now. It's terrible. I can hear it all the way from here, even though that I can't. Why do you hate music? I love music. I just don't like crap music. <laughs> this is this is Muzak. Uh, all right, hold on. What what favorite pieces of art do I have of my respective persona, and why? Um, oh, oh, that's funny. You know, I was so Moss had his. I, I'm I'm gonna share. Uh, Moss had his icon as foot paws suddenly, and I was like foot paws with hearts. That's interesting. So I was just assuming it's a fetish thing, and then it switched back, and I was like, what happened to the foot paws? He goes, oh, I like this piece more, and I was just like, oh, and so it's funny. He brought it's the same piece he mentioned in his email. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was funny. Um, I have a, I hate saying that because it sounds like I'm a dick. I do have a few, quite a few pieces of my character and, uh, I, I, they all are special. Like I don't just buy art or commission art of my character for the sake of commissioning art. Like I'm always drawing out a specific aspect I haven't necessarily done before or building on something I've done before. Mm -hmm. And so like 
my my current favorite pieces are are by uh, Cuddle Hooves, and there's not like there's a, there's not one that jumps out all the time at me. You know, it's just I like his art style a lot, and I think he connects with the way my character should be represented. Um, I mean, I have art of my character playing Splatoon and stuff because that's what I'm into right now. So I like that a lot right now. I guess uh, the other piece I have that's of note is it's a, one of those. Um, we're building it slowly, but it is a multi-piece piece where there's action that goes from one piece into the next piece, but they're in separate frames. And so it's uh, it's it's Lyric and I doing a back and forth from Alice in Wonderland. So, Tugs, what is your least favorite? My least favorite art? Uh-huh. Uh, one of my Marcy badges you screwed up on. And oh yeah she, oh no she does she's human she makes mistakes um and it's it, it gives me pleasure to give her no unending grief for that because yeah she it was right when i was hybrid and i and i said draw me when you're drunk and she drew me non-hybrid she drew me in my old in my old care bear form um as and it was funny anyway because it was uh me as consuela but <laughs> but i wanted to be current real me and so it, it's it's just funny maybe one day i'll get it redone Hmm. Uh, you know, I I can't think of um my least favorite one. I used to I used to have one that I didn't like, um, and that's um, one with my um, my husky stuffing me full of cookies because I was like, no, I'm not into big people that are into big. I stuff. I want you to know everyone who is who heard you just say that was imagining him like stuffing your ass with like a, a paw and then you said with cookies and they immediately had to like pivot the camera around to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> like no no wait no not stuffing there. No no no. <laughs> but but since then like after I did a revenge commission where I'm stuffing him full of cookies um it just the two pieces together they just it's I, I love it. It's awesome. Um, there was one commission that I that I had done, where you'll notice that a lot of my art doesn't have the back of my persona because I don't really like the back of my persona for some reason. Is that why it's that, always in a cape? That's part of it. You know, I've had a cape do for you, the longest time. Do you have and, back knee or something? Well, I just I never have really figured out how I want the back of my persona. So, mm. and I have a fursuit and everything. So all it is is just pure black on the on the the back side of it, and um, I don't really like it that much. So I don't know. There's one commission of um, that shows my back, and the person that actually um, commissioned it was like, "We are going to purposely put you in the back." Of course, that was Yuriu because he was trolling me. Right. <laughs> and so. But that's grown on me as well. So I can't really say that there's a specific thing that I don't like about mine. But hmm. Anywho. All right. Next email. Thanks, Moss. Next email from Miski. She says, hi, peeps. It's Miski again. I was hesitant to write this email because I'm not diagnosed as autistic, but people close to me have experience with autism say they see these traits in me, and I have to admit it adds up. I'm starting to think it would be a good idea to get checked because I know that having a diagnosis has the benefit of employers not being able to fire you for stuff related to a known disability. I was just involved running a panel on furry relationships at Confuzzled, in which a topic I chose to cover was how communication styles differ, and that can cause conflict in a relationship if you're not aware of those differences. Oh, how true and wonderful that is. 
While some people use indirect communication, which involves subtlety and reading between the lines, I'm a very direct communicator. When I ask a question, I expect people to give me a direct answer. And when I say something, I intend no hidden meaning behind my words. I hear this is quite a common trait for autistic people, and a few people in the panel recounted their experiences of this afterward. Another thing I'm struggling a lot with is currently getting overwhelmed in loud, busy environments. I feel I coped with this very well when my mental health was in a better state. I grew up in a pub, so I became used to being in noisy social environments. But in the time that I've had difficulties with depression and anxiety, it was more difficult to cope with situations I could deal with before. I even had to quit a job because I found the environment too loud and overwhelming. I also face... I'm all... I also... I'm also quite face blind, oh I see, which is not ideal in work situations when you need to remember who you've already talked to. I've heard autism in girls is normally missed because they're good at learning how to hide their symptoms. I think it's important to remember that not everyone with autism will be a parent because they have to work hard to appear that way. Have you seen any of the gatekeeping that sometimes happens online when struggles with the individual may be disregarded because they don't appear outwardly autistic? Hugs to all, Miski. Right. Well, so... I can actually answer that. Um, so some of the things that I have seen, um, especially when it comes to working with people with disabilities, is that um, a lot of these individuals, they look perfectly, they don't look autistic. They don't look autistic at all. And so therefore it's um, very hard for us to be able to place them in a job because there's a lot of employers that look at them and they're like, what's wrong? Like, why is it that, that this person needs a job coach to help them out? Like, that doesn't make any sense because everybody's judging people on the how they look. And they, you know, it, it takes time for them to learn to get to know the individual um, to figure out why. And so, so therefore, sometimes it's really hard to place somebody in a job uh, when, mm -hmm. they, when they don't look autistic. Right. So, it will take me probably double the amount of time to place them in work or employment. I, I I really understand deeply this whole thing she was talking about about communication styles, and I don't mean just for autistic people. I mean like so I've been I've been with my husband uh, for fourteen years, and like we had to learn how the other person chooses to express love, because for the longest time it was you're going to do this thing that I think is super romantic. And he would do something completely different. I'd be like, turn left. And he'd be like, what about Chicago? And I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, and so it's one of those things that we had to learn love languages. And I can only imagine that that could be more amplified with someone who's autistic. So the fact that you ran that is super cool to me. I don't know. Have you had to learn how you communicate? Yes. Um, you know, I've taken that love language test and stuff like that. I mean... Not that that's, I don't know if that's scientifically proven or anything, but it is a study. Um, but, you know, I've taken it and um, there's things that in any relationship you have to learn the love language. You have to learn how to communicate with the person that, that you care about. Yeah. And that can be really difficult. Um, sometimes people like presents. Sometimes they don't. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. they, they want time. Sometimes people like time, but not all the time. Like they have to have their own space. Sure. Um, I mean, there's relationships that I'm sure that you can probably think of that, you know, 
if you're not texting that person the whole entire time they question your love for them <laughs> i i used to be more tolerant of people who did that then i realized that i was becoming an unwilling participant in their relationship and i was not down for that so i was just like look you i'm glad that you love somebody and that you guys know each other well enough i want to hang out with you not hang out with you texting your your mate to say that you're fine and that you're not having sex so if you get that worked out i would love to see you again i'm gonna go now and you know that's basically how it winds up going yeah no that's that's happened to me all the time i invite somebody over into my home and mm -hmm. when i invite somebody to my home that's because i want to hang out with you or i want to like talk to you or right. something like that and then when they start talking about like all their things with their relationship which is great i'm okay with talking about that but when they monopolize the conversation oh with God. their relationship and then they're on the the phone and then during the middle of it they have to leave because their their significant other is having a panic attack or you know something like that it's like okay i'm not inviting you again oh i mean maybe God, right? a, i mean i'm not saying that that's a one-time thing but when it happens multiple times and it's almost like the only way that you can hang out with this person is if you have both of them in the room then then you just stick with that because but then, have you also seen this, Tugs, where you invite both of them, and all they do is bicker and fight at, in your home? Uh, no, I kick them <laughs> out. I go, take your drama out of my house. Remember, I used to, I used to be really harsh about that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. When I come over to your house, and you're like, no drama here. Rah! Hey, take it out. <laughs> hey, it was your home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, the other half of this uh, in the email is the loud, busy environments. I probably don't have it as bad as you, but I, I, I relate to you a lot, Miski, because I don't have patience with large crowds. And this is going to sound so mean, and I don't really mean it. I really don't. Large crowds tend to have more stupid, and I just don't have patience for stupid. As I have gotten into my 30s, I realize that, oh, that five minutes is actually pretty fucking valuable, and I don't want to fucking deal with you wasting my time. So, like, loud crowd, loud, obnoxious crowds just i i want to kill things after a little bit and it, it's exhausting to me mentally it's just killing me and i learned uh recently that in restaurants especially loud restaurants i would be playing on my phone more because i couldn't hear people i was using it as a subconscious tactic to not address that fact and be like what 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 all the time and last christmas i wound up getting a pair of what they call hear phones uh, it's a Bose thing, and it's kind of like anti-anti-noise technology, where it amplifies people's voices to be above wow. the din. And so oh, now, really? and so, and you can and you can focus it. So it's like the person in front of you, 180 or 360. And having that, I don't have stuck in Bose or anything, guys. I'm not getting like a, a perk for sharing this. I just they they cost they do cost a little bit, but they are so worth it because now I go to restaurants. So I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Psh. I put them in, and I'm like, I want to be able to hear you while we're here. And and it, cutting out all that din has reduced my anxiety in restaurants dramatically. Did That's just, cool. Did I just blow your That's mind? That's cool. I almost need that because like what ends up happening is like. Like, I feel like that sometimes I have something because, like, when I'm re reading an email here, like, anything will throw me off. If you make a comment or, like, if the fish water is too loud, it's like I can't maintain my focus on reading the email or something like that because there's something else that's going on. And that's what usually loses my train of thought or, 
you know, as I'm reading an email or, or something like that. And that also happens in, in life. If I'm in the a regular conversation and then all of a sudden there's this noise that happens, it's like uh, it, I, I can't communicate effectively with too many noises that it's going on. Right? Especially if it's music in the background, right? Yeah, no, if there's, <laughs> yes, thanks, Tugs. I, it shuts off all my capabilities of being able to say anything. Oh, that's so, so, that's so interesting. Okay, um, I see the next. So I'm going to read the next one. The long one? I, I have to. Uh, okay, but you know you're welcome to live edit as you need, right? You can read this if you want, but. Nope, if you're ready for it, go for there's it. A, there's a reason why. So I am, I, I've got your back, man. Go for it. Um, hi, my name is uh, Amira Stormborn, and I am a white wolf with glacier ice markings. I have been a furry and therian since the age of five in 1995. Um, when I would run around my church barefoot and howling and calling myself the white snow wolf. That's super cute. I didn't discover the fandom until um, 2008 when I found a picture and videos of furry ravers. I then realized that I was, or I, I then realized what I was and why I was different. At the time, I tried to get more involved in the fandom through the website um, furryforlife.com and found a furry game called Earth Eternal. I don't think um, it's still around anymore. At the end of last year, I discovered furry... I don't know what that is. Amino? amino. Yeah, I want to say Amiibo, but it's Amino. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Amiibo, too. Furry Amiibo. <laughs> and my furry self got um, reunited. Almost as if I had forgotten my play, a piece of myself that I had long lost. Thanks to college and a list of part-time jobs... It was soon after that I found this podcast. I was hooked instantly, and new episodes are the highlight of every other week. I am still trying to catch up by watching all the episodes. I'm still on season five. I am currently accepting commissions for furry oil paintings of furry amino and like to listen to the show while I'm painting. Any whore... Yes, we got it. Any whore. Any whore. Rue, you are adorable. I just want to squeeze you. You're too cute. And Tugs, you seem like a cool guy to hang out and have a beer with. Nuka, your segments are fantastic for those of us who love science and are fascinated by the science of our furry community. Smoke Scale, keep up the awesome work for us astronomy fans. Koru and everyone else on the show including the guest thank you for making the show possible maybe one of these days i'll see you guys at california califer and i finally get my first fursuit sorry this is this is a long message oh this email i'll get to my question um what do you guys think about christian furs i'm christian and a furry And sometimes I feel that there's a lot of amnesty and hate toward Christians or Christianity within the furry fandom. I understand that the fandom is very accepting community for LGBT furs and the 
ostracizing, right? And negatively put them um, put them on sorry, I'm having a hard time reading, but on them by the hardcore fundamentals of the church could be the source of this. I just want to say that the black backlash may face between uh, may face because of those who are is not a reflection of all Christians or God. Um, while I may not completely agree with homosexuality, some of the niceties, oh, sorry, some of the nicest people that I have ever met have been part of the LGBT community. And I personally think it is a waste of time for us to judge them based on how they self-identify. It is not our job to judge and we should be forced, um, we should be forcing our attention on more important issues such as helping the homeless, providing food for the hungry, and providing aid to less fortunate children. Do you want to pause here? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can. I can continue. Well, no, well, I was just going to say we should we should answer this question because there's more stuff ahead. And I okay, feel- sure. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here, and I actually don't have news for you today. It's only been a week since last I recorded, and there isn't just a whole lot that's happened that I'd like to talk about, at least anything that I could keep to a minimum of four to five minutes. With that in mind, I'm going to change things up a little bit. I've had something on my mind for a while, and I thought I'd use this opportunity to throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. So let's go ahead and talk about something that you don't usually hear too much about when you're talking about rocketry. Faith. Now hold on, hold on, I know, I know, this isn't a religious podcast, nor is it a segment that's particularly known for its religious points of view, but therein lies what I'm hoping to get to the heart of. You can have faith and not be religious. Just ask any flight controller, they'll tell you that they have faith that everything in the launch they're working on will work properly. Or if it doesn't, then they have faith in their procedures to minimize damage and prevent loss of life. Also, they have faith in their fellow flight controllers to do their jobs to the best of their ability. So, faith. It's a funny thing. Google it and it comes back with complete trust or confidence in something or someone. There's another definition that refers specifically to faith in a God figure of some sort, whatever you tend to subscribe to, or the church that God figure is worshipped by. To trust something implicitly is to risk being hurt should that something fail, and it can result in a crisis of faith. Losing faith can change how you think, how you act, and how you perceive the world around you. Whether you want to believe it or not, faith is crucial. You have to have it in some form, or you won't be able to function. You'll see no point in anything, and you'll just want to curl up on the floor in the dark and let the world pass you by. People are like rockets. They come in all sorts of shapes, sizes, colors, and they do different things. Sure, they all have the same general end goal, but for different purposes. A rocket could be designed to lift only small payloads, or large payloads. It could be meant to fly a short suborbital hop, or low Earth orbit, or geostationary orbit. Heck, it could even leave Earth's sphere of influence. Some are meant to put a satellite into orbit. Some send probes to other worlds. And some rockets are designed to impact a target and explode violently. People have jobs. They do a variety of different tasks, largely for the purpose of earning money so they can afford to live. Some places, it's not about money, but more directly connected to staying alive. Some people see their purpose as only to care for their children and see them grow up. But it all has to do with continuing to live. 
Some do it quietly, not expecting fame or notoriety. Some people do so through violent means, not because they're evil, but because that's their job, like a soldier. People and rockets both need fuel in order to function. For rockets, it's quite literally rocket fuel. For people, at least within the scope of this metaphor, it's faith. Your faith can help you get where you're going, or it could make you explode right there on the pad if you've got the wrong kind of faith or you're using it incorrectly. And different rockets need different fuel, just like different people need different kinds of faith. The Falcon 9 runs on RP-1, which is a refined version of kerosene, not unlike jet fuel. The space shuttle used liquid hydrogen. The early crewed rockets of the United States used a variety of fuels from hydrogen peroxide to aerosene, which is a hypergolic fuel. Faith can come in all sorts of forms. It could be a particular religion, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and many others. And there are different schools of thought within each of those faiths. It could come from a secular, humanistic source, like faith in people. Faith that your car is going to get you to work on time. Faith that your employer has need of your skills. Or just faith in yourself to do what you think is right. No matter what fuel or faith it is, mishandling, misplacing, or misinterpreting it can have terrible consequences. They say hydrazine smells like fish, but no one's lived long enough to be able to say. I think we can all agree that Westboro Baptist has some pretty toxic ideas. Putting your faith in someone who's unreliable can end up putting you in a bad spot. So no matter what your faith or fuel is, handle with care. When used correctly, whether faith or fuel, it's a resource, a commodity that can run out. For rockets, that usually means the stage is jettisoned and left to go wherever its trajectory will take it. For people, running out of faith can be lethal, which is why we have to regularly replenish our supply of faith. For some, that means going to church or reading the holy doctrine of their religion. For others, it means turning off the news when it's nothing but the horror and despair that broadcasters think will get them the most ratings or push their agenda. It may mean going to see your friends and reminding yourself why they are part of your life. In an age where it's so easy to lose one's faith, not just in the church, but in the people of this world or yourself, it's important to remember that you're not alone. We're all struggling to get by right along with you. So open up your chat client, whichever one you like to use, reach out to a friend and just goof off with them for a little while. Don't think about the horrors of the world for maybe an hour. It'll all still be there when you come back, and you'll have fueled yourself back up and you'll be ready to make another burn to stay in flight. I hope you found my droning on about how faith is like flying a rocket. It's been on my mind a lot lately. Don't worry, the next Space News will be back to normal, talking about the usual stuff. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Hello there, this is David31. This is Bobby Thornbody. This is Timmy Grizzly. And, and we, we are listening, listening to, to For What It's Worth Podcast. We've mentioned it before, and soon it becomes reality. That's right. For what it's worth is giving away a Nintendo Switch console, along with eShop keys for Splatoon 2 and the Octo expansion. You do not need to live in the US and Canada to be eligible. Wait. Wait a second, how can you live in both the US and Canada? That's a question for Tugs, as he's the one who's written this announcement. Anyway, on with the show. Contest just needs to be legal where you live. 
Are you a proud owner of a Switch, Splatoon 2 and the Octo expansion? Don't worry, we'll convert your prize winnings into eShop credits for your region! How cool is that? Details on how to win will be provided soon, but we'll give you this teaser. If you've written in during this season, you're already entered. For what it's worth, top and bottom giveaway. Details coming soon to forwhatitsworth.com. Not affiliated with or endorsed by Nintendo. Prizes not coming from Patreon funds. This does not mean we will be getting naked either. We'll, we'll answer it right now. Um, my personal feelings are is um, I highly would recommend you watching something called The Believer that just barely came out um, by um, it's by the, the maker of Imagine Dragons. I would highly recommend you watching that. And the reason for that is is that there is there is a huge amount of suicide that happens here in Utah. And a lot of youth that um, that decide to end their life because of the pressures that the church ends up putting on um, putting on these individuals. And throughout my life, I was shamed for who I was. I was shamed. I could not be myself and be who I was. And um, I felt lost and I didn't have a place to be. And um, it was only until I found the furry community and found people that truly did accept me for who I was and didn't care that I was gay. You're I gay? haven't. Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Gay, bisexual, whatever. You're a bicycle. Um, okay. I'm a, I'm a bicycle. But I guess what I'm trying to come from come come to is this. One of the things that you stated in here is that I, I love people that are um, like homosexual, but, and that's the key word, is that you kind of use the word but in there. It doesn't matter what you said before about agreeing or, um, sorry, not agreeing, but that you like people that are homosexual. It's the whole fact that you added the word but in there. Um because everything else that comes after that word but um, negates. So I guess that's just for me where I'm coming from. It's kind of like saying where's the I'm looking for this but I'm sorry where Well they, she didn't say but but it, she said the word while I may not completely agree with homosexuality. Oh, I see. Some uh, of the that, nice uh, that that's a but. That, it, that's basically It's a version a but. of it, sure. I'll give you that. Um, some of the nicest people that I've ever met have been part of the LGBT community. So I guess that's where I'm coming from. And I, I'm not trying to hash into you or anything like that. I am all for what your beliefs are. I believe that I strongly believe that um, people should respect the missionaries. Um, if they're coming and knocking on their door, uh, on your door, I would hope that our listeners here would not um, you know, not like do things like throw things at them or 
just be polite and say that you're not interested or give them a glass of water or something like that. Like, there's no reason why you have to be disrespectful. I feel like that for the longest time, I have sat, I have seen the sides of both. I was a highly religious person. I was a missionary. I went and baptized people into the church. I have seen the one side and I have seen the other. And I feel like that both sides need to sh- get off of their high horses and shut the fuck up. I like my horse. Other. Because that is the only way that we are going to be able to understand each other. I, th- I think you're right. The problem with a lot of things in the world is that everyone's been so polarized that we don't talk. And so then you're not challenged in the way you're thinking. And that means that you're in an echo chamber and you are not a well-rounded person. And that's a problem. Right? Um, I, I really want to respond to this email, but I have to be measured in my words because I'm with Rue on this. I, I, having lived in Utah for most of my life, I gotta, I, I'm just going to be straight up. I'm so over the religious influence in the Utah culture and the, it's really put a bad taste in my mouth about religion. I've had to work on it a lot. Um, and the thing about religion is if, if you take the personal experience out of it and look at it like it's a movie, like, okay, Tug's movie, people are religious because they typically need some kind of a psychological mechanism to provide them strength at times where they just don't have information. Anxiety typically comes out of a lack of information in your brain, right? Like, oh, I don't know what this new job's going to be like. You freak out because you don't know. Um, my mother died. Oh my God. I, my mortality is suddenly at the top of my, of my mind. What am I going to do with that? Religion provides that bridge for you to get through. It provides a lot of good things on paper and it's great. Really, really true, pure religious people go out and feed homeless people. They hug homeless people. They go out and, and take care of the children and stuff. You know, they're in, they're involved in their communities and that's the great part of religion. The part of religion that I don't like is this convenient part where it's like, I'm a Sunday Christian and I want to pass a law to regulate someone else's better behavior. Whatever some guy is doing down the street from you has zero impact on your life. Well, I don't want that in my community. You didn't know it was in your community till you thought about it and you're not even sure. Like, your rights have to stop where the rights of others begin. And this, I, I, what you were talking about, Rue, this piousness that can exist. Well, I don't completely agree with you being gay, but I'm done. I, I immediately checked out of the conversation at that point because you, who the hell do you think you are? You're so you're, you're religious and you're supposed to be humbled and, and submit yourself to a higher being yet. You're going to tell me that you're superior. Fuck off. I would, I would rather have people tell me straight to my face that they hate me. That they strongly dislike me. It's almost like it's almost like opening up a door with a warm light in it and saying, Come in. We love you. We accept you. And there's tacks all over the floor as you're walking through. <laughs> That's what it is. It's true. It's true. And this is this is the whole thing. It's like people go, You're going to hell, blah blah blah. I respect that you might think that. That's your personal thing. You don't need to be sharing it with me. Religion, I've said this before. And I'm stealing it from the bunnies, uh, the rabbits. Um, religion is like a penis. 
it's it's good to have one. It's nice to be proud of it. Please don't whip it out and show it off in public. You know, if to so to answer your question, um, but at the same exact time, I, I do want to I, I do want to um, switch that. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you're highly religious. And you're seeing things that, like the Pride Parade and stuff like that, where people are whipping their penis out, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, isn't that the same thing? Like, people can be proud of the fact that they are Christian, right? Sure. And they can show that they're Christian by having a cross out on their property or, or whatever. Um, have Angel Moroni on top of their house. I mean, I... I'm just giving I'm just giving examples. <laughs> Shit. Just like how we can show that we are gay or sh- you know whatever by having a rainbow flag outside or something like that if you want to do that. Um but can you see where I guess can you can you kind of see where I'm coming from where what I'm trying to get at yes. is the whole fact that like sometimes Sometimes I feel like that we want it. We want the whole pie one way, but we have to understand that we have to respect them as well. Sure. You know, and I, I feel like that there just needs to be respect overall. Like I personally feel that if I'm going to create a store that is, I don't know, just random. Let's say that it's a hardware store. Careful. That. <laughs> No, I'm going there. Okay. Okay. So let's say it's a hardware store. And I don't allow people that believe in God to come into my store. Sure. That's terrible. I think that's absolutely disgusting. To see the opposite happen, where we have an individual that um, isn't allowing people that are gay to be within their store to purchase things. I think that that's dumb as well. But I get where people are saying, well, it's his right. You know what? It's his right to open a store to the public. You know, why is it that we have to discriminate against each other based on our beliefs? I don't get that. It's it's going back to back in history where we ended up separating the blacks and the whites. You know, I don't I don't get why we have to continue history and repeat it all over again like why can't we just be accepting this person has cash they have cash they have worked hard for it they can purchase this lumber who cares what they're building with it who cares if they're building a cage to hold people in to in a bdsm way or whatever who cares what they're building the fact is the fact of the matter is they're coming in they are a customer who cares what if they have a turban that's on their head? So who cares if they have a dot that's on their forehead? You're getting questions from the audience. One of them um, says, "Does it matter if it's a different industry like the marriage industry?" Don't get in the marriage industry. That's my my opinion. If you have strong beliefs like that, that you can't service another person, another human being, <laughs> then don't get in the marriage industry. Uh, this person also said, uh, I think it comes down to who's yelling the loudest. It's easy to blame the most vocal group at the time. There are many different ways to get a point across. So um, I was just going to say, because we, we should move forward, is that I think that you, you're asking a good a good question here, Amara. And we're going to finish your email here in just a second. The thing about it is you're asking of a specific question that, that you want us to answer, I think, with a broad brush. So 
if, if, if you're one of those people who is so into religion that you're going to put that in your profile, like, hi, I, I am a Mara, I'm a Christian, a furry, and I love bowling. You've got so many times to paint yourself. And if that's what you want to have come across, there are some people who have been hurt by people who are of the same group you are and aren't going to be happy about it. What I would say, though, is if you feel like you have a good, comfortable relationship with with God, then and, and you're doing good things in the world and you're not being pious and you're really trying to embody the all of, all of Christianity, not just the convenient parts then you're probably doing a good job anyway, and I would probably get along with you just fine. I do want to point one thing out in the email. I know we have to move on. It's going to be very quick. One thing that I really did enjoy about your email is you did say in here, I just want to say that the backlash may face between of who they who they are is not a reflection of all Christians. I agree with that. That's true. 100%. I believe that, um, in fact, in the Mormon church, I believe that a lot of the teachings of the church are 100% good. It's what the people end up taking and reflecting things and, and changing things. Like, for example, um, there was one time that I wasn't allowed to go play with somebody because the fact that their parents smoked. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go hang out with somebody. How is that okay? Because of the fact that they played D&D. Are you serious? Those things were questioned of whether they, they automatically thought that this friend, because he had long hair, that he was into drugs and he was into weed. <laughs> so I that's where I'm coming down to where... We, but at the same time, I've seen that in the gay community too. I have. So you're saying I've, everyone's a dick? I've no, I've seen people in the gay community that I don't know. Never mind. I'm not going to say that example. I don't want to get anybody upset. <laughs> Do you want to finish the email? Oh, I want to say my example. Like, I don't know. Watching a sports game to see another person lose. Okay. Uh, um, are watching you, a sport. Are you making fun yeah. of me? Because I've done that. Oh, I'm not making fun of you, but I, I am bringing up a point. Oh, you're talking about the Holy War. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, so, to, so to fill in so the audience. The, but, but, but so that you know, that's why I was so upset with you long time ago. You know so what? Go ahead. You know what? You're right to be upset. I don't think I would have, I would phrase it that way now. I really don't think I would. You know? It's do you want to explain why? What yeah, I was, was going to fill people in. So the Holy War is uh, there's a, every state has an intense rivalry. Like it's uh, like Texas Tech and whoever, right? Uh, in Utah, it's BYU, which is a Mormon university, and the University of Utah, which is like the not Mormon university. And historically, they have a football game every year. I don't like football at all, but I would watch that game because it was kind of like the Mormons versus the non-Mormons. And I told Rue, I like watch it. I like it when the Mormons lose. It's fun to see him lose. It's something. And he got pretty PO'd at the time. And this was a long time ago. I don't because think. You specifically said. You specifically said. I, I love seeing those people that pray to God that their team is going to win actually lose. That's what he said. <laughs> because you know people prayed to win and lost. And they're it, it's just like, come on. I, th I think that's ridiculous, too. But still. <laughs> I'm um, to laugh about it now. You know, that, we, was, that was a serious contention between me and you. It was. It was. You know, I'll say this, though. Being gone from Utah, I don't care. I really don't like my, my the 
not having to deal with dumb dumb stuff like how laws are passed and stuff has made me so much happier like no one bothers me about what i'm doing here i do what i want and as long as i'm not breaking any any real legitimate law like killing people or stealing or whatever they don't care and it's nice <laughs> you know in utah people are still going what are you doing there and it's like go away what am i doing here is none of your business who are you you know you know, I feel like that we've had... Uh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I, I feel like that we've kind of hashed this email apart. I, I do want to say that I do respect you, and I respect your opinion, and I I think that it's great that you have a voice, and I don't want you to feel like that I'm silencing your voice because uh, uh, I just want to let you know that I do respect your opinions, and I think it's good for people to to express, and I'm okay with people sending hard topics to the show. Sure. I mean, come on, we've We've done lots of different hard topics, yeah. um, and we're okay with approaching those hard topics. Um, I feel like that we do it in a professional manner, and I'm sorry that if you feel like if we're coming off a little bit too strong. <laughs> you're, you're asking a question dealing with passions. So, oh, someone said Rue is a storm and Mormon confirmed. The storm and Mormon? Is that what yes. somebody said? Yes. Uh, Kit says, I agree with both of you. And Drew's metaphor of a warm light that you get there and there's tax everywhere. It's true. It's so so I tell you what, I'll do my part to help people not be dicks to people who are who are Christians or religious or whatever. You do your part to say, hey, maybe don't put those tax on the floor, please. We need to we need to all get along here. We're all on this blue marble together. You know? I think if we all agree to do that, we'll we'll bring the world to a better place. Alright, so I'm gonna read the rest of the email. You ready? <laughs> do you know the email's taking us twenty five minutes? Keep going. I'm sorry this is going on That's so fine. <laughs> I just wanted to voice my opinion um, that being a part of the LGBT community should not exclude you from believing in God and his endless love for you. I agree. There's people that are LGBT that believe in God. Um, people should not have a relation. Uh, sorry. People should not have a choice between what they feel and what they believe. I believe true Christianity is not a religion. I believe that too. Um, it is a relationship. Any whore. Yes. Yay, any whore. Um, what do you guys feel about this? You've answered that. Does the majority of the fandom have a negative opinion of Christians or Christianity? Anecdotally, I mean, yes. I can't, I can't speak for everybody, um, but I don't. It's, it's I, I a perspective thing. I mean, I don't, I mean, that would be a question for Nuga, Nuka, a Nuga. <laughs> I don't know. I can see if I can find Nuka, but I don't think he's available. Um, I mean, Nuka could answer that question. Yeah. So why or why not? Um, why, why do you feel that if they are LGBT or have a child who is, that they should be atheist or ag agnostic? I don't necessarily feel like anybody in the lgbt community holds that up no I mean, but, but you get kicked out of out of most churches if you come out i mean yes yes you do 100 percent. i mean the i'm gonna say it right now i'm pissed off a little bit with the with what the mormon church has done and oh. the fact that um that they have taken the fact that if i if i with my partner if we get married and we decide to adopt somebody, which we will at some point in time. Really? They have to wait. They have to wait until they are 18 
in order to be able to get baptized. I have to point out that that's a huge hip- hypocrisy. My uncle, who is a Mormon, um, but a cool Mormon, pointed out the fact that the you know the, the Mormon Church uh, doesn't believe in original sin. You know that that you children are not carrying the sins of their father, aka Adam or whatever. But this time you do carry the sin. Yes, exactly. You have to wait until you're 18 years old. And I, I get where they're they're coming from, but I feel like that at the same time, it's like, why point that out? Why make that uh, an exception? If there is a stable, like, let's say that, that my daughter, if I had a daughter, okay, went to church with my mom, which was her grandmother, okay? And she wanted to be baptized in the church. And all of her friends that are eight years old are getting baptized as well and she couldn't she had to wait until she's 18 and basically almost disown her family and basically say like they can't i mean they have to basically say that they understand that we're living in sin basically Mm -hmm. you know unless i'm misunderstanding that but that's how i feel about their latest thing and i'm sorry i'm going on about this i'll I'll stop about it, but that's that's where um, I think that a lot of people fall away from the church is because of how the church tends to treat people that are LGBT. There's a lot of Christian churches out there that embrace people that are LGBT, and I know some um, LGBT people that are highly religious, 100%. I know some LGBT pe- people that are in the Mormon church still. And they just have to make a decision that they are not going to have sex for the rest of their life or they're going to live with um, with they're going to be in a marriage with a woman and they're not going to be sexually happy. I think we should uh, leave the room keys and leave the hotel because I'm not checking into that for the rest of my life. Shall we go to the next email? Um, you want me to finish the email? <laughs> um, the, a lot of it were just topic suggestions, and just for the sake of time, I was thinking we could go through them, but we've gone on long enough on this one, so let, I think we should just jump to the next one. All right, well, let me just say the last, last okay. question. Um, when you really think about it, why not Why not be who you are, who you were created to be um, when continuing to believe what you believe, regardless of what um, sin... Um, specific people or institutions say. I don't think that anybody, um, any institutions are telling me um, what type of people that I like. Mm, it used to be though, especially with taxes and government stuff. They were telling me what I like? They were telling you, oh no, you're not married. Oh no, you can't file your taxes like a, like a traditional style, you know, stuff like that. Alright, just to finish up, it says, that's all that I got for now. I love you guys. Um, may God bless you with infinite cookies and forever your fluffy fan. And that's um, Amira, right? Amira Storm? Uh, I scrolled down. Stormborn? S- Stormborn, yeah. Hey, we're not mad at you for being Christian, by the way. You just asked us a passionate question. You keep being you. All Definitely. Right. Next email, ready? Yes, no? Yes. Okay. Ahead. Sorry, I didn't know if you were pooping. All right. Alas, I was behind on listening to podcasts, so I missed that your show was going to talk the, about the lovely subject of asexuality. I was really glad to hear about them because when I stumbled across that, I was awfully tired of feeling broken. Mind you, when I was younger, I never really thought I was different. 
Things worked in the way they should, given the number of fantasies I had, and I was fascinated by the concept of the female body, even if I have never gotten to see one in the flesh. Hell, I remember a wet dream where the young lady in question opened her legs for me, opened to, only to gaze upon a sea of what my poor, confused brain interpreted as a burlap, or maybe plaid. The interest was there, but there was not the desire to do anything about that. When I got out of school, my sister attempted to set me up on a date or two that I went through with, but being a quite in, quiet, introspective fellow with no goals for the date in mind, things did not pan out well. Awkward, to say the least. At least in university, I had one real relationship with a member of the opposite sex, where I could perform. I just was kind of meh about the whole thing. Oh, so this was sex. No big deal. Wait, you want to suck what? Man, that's weird. No, thank you. But yeah, I do like do dining at the wine later taking things on my own hands. So when that relationship fizzled out, I had no real desire to go out seeking another. After all, I'm a homebody, unlikely to do much but sit around the house, play my games, watch my videos, and head to work. It sucks in a way, but when I learned about asexuality, it was all explained. That's why I missed the cues about going into a girl's place to judge their swimsuits. That was why I enjoyed the written word and a few pieces of art, but had no desire to perform the acts in question. I wouldn't mind companionship, and I'd love to have kids, but they're not likely to ever appear. At least I can dote on my nieces and nephews for that kid fix. Oh well, at least this way, if I continue up the management chain at work, I can put in the hours needed without feeling guilty. Feels the stares of his dogs on his back. Well, maybe not. And it kills my con attendance. Koakai, the gray-feathered raven from BC. If you're in BC, you should be telling me to come hang out with you. Anyway, uh, I'm glad that you found the term. A lot of people are discovering the term, as it turns out. Yeah, I think it's great. I think that was a really good episode. You know, there are just some people out there that aren't gay, straight, bi, whatever. You're just, you're asexual. And you know what? That's okay. You're coddle. It, <laughs> you're coddle. You're coddle. I still have your GPS token, by the way. I still have it. Koakai gave us a GPS token at the last RF. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the next email. Unless there's something else you want to talk about with asexuality. Um, no, but we had the person who sent us this email is in the audience tonight. Sweet! Well, hello! I'm sorry if we didn't spend a lot of time on your email. I think it's great no, no, that no, you... No, not Kokai. The next one. Oh. Oh, okay. Yes. Alright, so it says, Hello, Casta, for what it's worth. I have an idea for an episode topic. Um, it is about therapy and the fandom. Just <laughs> um, are there practicing therapists um, that are furry? If yes, then how does... Um, does being a furry impact their profession? For example, if their client is also a furry, do they choose to disclose their furry side or not? How does their professionalism impact their involvement in the fandom? For example, for if there's a lot of drama going on in the furry space, do they try to listen and use the skills that they have trained in um, to help aid the problem? Um, HIPAA Oh, good. I love HIPAA. I, I'm under HIPAA, too. That's why I can't say anything about clients that I work with and different things like that. Sure. But that's okay. Um, HIPAA um, would need to be followed, of course. And yet, I feel like there's a lot of different avenues that this topic could go down. If you all wanted to do an episode on this, if you don't want to or don't have the means to, that is completely valid. Though it it isn't the same as furry, um, what sparks this topic idea is this article on therapists, their clients, and how all part, um, parties 
negative kink and those types of spaces. You can read it here if you are interested. He included a link. Thank you for your time and hope that you are all doing well with love and cookies. Kit. Hi, so, Kit. first of all, um, so as far as I understand with therapists, um, I don't know if therapists really give much of what happens in their life or how they solved an issue themselves within their personal life. Do you want me so, to speak from experience? I'm not really speaking 100% from experience. No, I Do you want to? Yeah. I okay, can. go ahead. You speak from it. Um, so both both my brother and uh, my therapist are psychologically trained, right? My therapist being a therapist, my brother's working on it. Um, neither of them are furry. Both of them are into it. And the way that it more or less works, and I think this extends to uh, medicine in general, is anything having to do with your credentials is kind of in its own box. So, um, like, you know, your, your ongoing education requirements, things that happen at work, those kinds of things. They, it's, it's like any other job, right? Like, I don't go to my job and, and, like, furry out. Like, I don't go into my fursuit and wear a tail all day and stuff. There's time and place. And it's a fun fantasy when you're in your 20s. But the reality of it is you can't. You just can't if you want to succeed. And so, like... Being a furry and then practicing psychology is not something that would happen at the same time. Uh, my therapist does share personal details of her life with me because it makes her more relatable when we talk about things that bug me. And, okay. And so she does. She does uh, share stuff with me in confidence too. It, it, so it, it it makes things a lot better. But like knowing her and the way that she talks about how like therapists do consult with each other, um, they have um, like group evaluations of, of of tough cases and stuff. It helps kind of keep the whole profession calibrated, keep everyone kind of on the on the up and up. Um, and and the other thing is, is they run into people that are doing things that we couldn't possibly imagine, like. Uh, someone shitting into a pie or something and like like things we think are weird so they've seen it all so like oh you're a furry i don't know what that is let me look into it and then we give them nuka's paper and everyone's fine <laughs> that's so gross all i'm thinking of is somebody shitting in a pie you're that's such a disgusting saying but like, people do weird things that's the thing like, like, did you have to go to shitting in a pie? I couldn't think of anything else. Could you now, have said anything I, else? yes, now I would have said like I like to put on clown makeup and fuck, but like, you know, like, <laughs> like I didn't have anything at the moment. You know what I'm saying though? Like, they don't care as long as as long as you're not going to group consult with a tail, you're fine. Understand. And therapists have therapists, just like doctors have doctors. What it's worth. Brought to you by For What It's Worth brand fiber supplements. When you're irregular, think for what it's worth. No one likes to talk about it, but gastrointestinal health is important. You need to be able to have healthy number twos. If you don't, then you get cranky and tired, and you can end up spending far too long on the throne. I hate it when my legs go numb. So why not avoid all this fuss and just do something to make sure everything comes out just fine? For what it's worth has you covered. Our specially formulated supplements help you have the easiest movement you'll ever know. You'll want to call your mother and tell her all about it. You'll be so proud. Tired of me talking about poop? Then contribute to the Patreon campaign. Running the show isn't free. Your support can help us afford all manner of things to make the show better. Like making me stop talking about poop. There are several reward tiers available. 
Why not go have a look? Brew and Tugs will thank you. And so will your colon if you take For What It's Worth brand fiber supplements. For What It's Worth brand fiber supplements. No, we're not full of it. Anymore. You know, I've been thinking I need to go see a therapist, especially after thinking about that pie and uh, and you know what's like funny is I have <laughs> I have discovered chocolate peanut butter pie Oreos. Oh, those are probably really good, oh, but so... not in the same sentence as what we were talking. Uh, get about. over the shit pie, dude! <laughs> I left it on the road five minutes ago, and you're like, "Hold on, I need another piece." Stop! <laughs> uh, like disgusting. What the hell? Leave the shit pie on the road. Stop getting it. No, don't keep going back for seconds. Oh my gosh, Tugs, I love you. <laughs> Did you have anything you wanted to add to Kit's email? Because Kit's email apparently became shit pie, the email. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we need to leave it on a better, better note. Um, You know, I don't really have too Kit's much to offer. probably dying listening to us. I don't have too much to offer except, you know, how I handle my clients. I mean, I'm not a licensed therapist, so there's only so much that I can do. Um, most of the time, I usually tell them that if they have something major, that they need to you know, see a therapist for it. But that's that's all my... Uh, and I have had a therapist call me before about um, a couple of clients and, you know, explain to me about, like, how to handle them specifically because they have depression and the rejection of all of the, you know, putting in all the applications and getting rejected over and over was really starting to wear her down um, or wear them down. So, I mean, that's that's my dealings with therapists. So, sorry, I can't add too much to it. That's okay. Um, before we move on to the next email, I think we need to do the thing that we do every time. What's the thing that we do every time? A break? <laughs> no, we're not doing breaks this episode. Uh, <laughs> didn't you figure that out an hour ago? Um, I kind of did. Uh, good. Okay, no, it's time for us to worship. Oh, yay, patrons! Oh, we yeah. love the patrons. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, God. Kit just sent a thing and shit by the email. Uh, uh. Okay. All right, so let's thank our, the people who have decided to give us money, and I don't understand why. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know how to say it. Is it Ela, Leah, Yia? I don't know. So I just say Epic Rive. You should you should actually chat me and tell me. Um, and then I'll say it right. Anyways, uh, Hachi. Oh, we have someone new. We have Ligris. Hello, Ligris. Welcome to the club. Um, we have Simone. We have Snares, creator of the Meteor Showers. We have Skylos. We have Lucar. We have Guardian Lion. We have... Dusky. Ah, there we go. I remembered. Uh, Loki Mutt. We have Rifka and Hot Sauce. Oh, now all the people who are paying money that are actually listening are at this part. We have Ichi. We have Kit. And we have Cody. What? We have Cody. What? <laughs> Cody's awesome. I know he is. Uh, after this, I'm going to see him. So, yeah. Thank you for supporting us, guys. Um, it's like... It's a that's that's how we're paying for everything. Like, like it's actually kind of nice that most of not every little thing. I still pay for Adobe, but um, like our hosting and stuff, it's all paid for because of you guys. So, all you people who all six of you who are not paying, you should thank those other people. 
And if you want now, to donate, if we can get some more patrons, that would be amazing because we could do even more. Like, for instance, pay for your Adobe subscription, or get another Adobe subscription so Voss can edit the show. Yay! Or possibly get a a better service than stupid Skype. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the other thing that we eventually want to do, if we if we can bring in enough, is to actually like pay have the have the show pay its way to a con and do a live show there. But that's a long way down the road. We have other improvements we need to do. For instance, Rue's going to get his reconstruction surgery. It's going to no. be great. No, no. What? Ah. <laughs> okay, fine. Do you want a piece of pie? I'm to be a No, I don't <laughs> want pie now. If you don't you want really? to hear about shit pie, go to patreon.com slash FWIW and put it in your pledge. No, now people aren't going to pay <laughs> or put money into the Patreon because they want to hear everything about shit pie. That is not how it Cody just, got out of Telegram It'll be jail. called for what it's shit pie. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to for what it's shit pie. Have a piece with fudge. <laughs> No! Ew! Okay, <laughs> next topic! Oh my gosh, I'm reading this email. Ah! ah We've been seriously. doing this for too long. Uh, Alright, oh. so here we go. No, this you read from... the last one. No, I'm reading it. Fine. Anthony. Anthony says, I am a big fan of For What It's Worth, and I wanted to share my work with you. I am now a published author in furry fiction. Awesome, congratulations. I, I write... <laughs> in first person for it allows a flowing plot much less um, a way to express my emotions and air thoughts here's a free pdf copy and let me know what your thoughts are and uh, thanks for looking um i look forward to enjoying more for what it's worth with you all and can't wait for what the future holds your loving fan anthony m stewart did you have to read the whole name oh my god <laughs> Hey, you put it there. So That's true. That's hey, true. my name's Ruchi C. Lexico. Yeah, so. I know. Um. <laughs> so, you know what? We we did receive another email. And, um, we did? Well, no, I do want to let you know, first of all, thank you for sending in your email. I appreciate it, Anthony. Um, and thank you for listening to the show. And please feel free to continue to listen to the show. Um, <laughs> the other email that... Um, they asked us not to read this email on the air. The, what? Then um, we get, why are we reading it then? Well, I, I'm not going to read it. Oh. I'm not reading it. But I wanted to... Um, you can edit this part out if you need to, Tugs. Uh, but, no, I can't. Uh, We're on YouTube, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's okay. Every mistake is forever. Well, if you want to stop me, then stop me. But I just wanted to say that there was an individual that emailed in that um, had explained to us that they um, were thinking about committing suicide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, and that they didn't because of that episode, that we, the special release. And they wanted to email in to thank us for that particular episode, that it helped um, help them to see... Um, what would happen if they um, they did commit suicide themselves? And um, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to reiterate again: if you guys are struggling with something, please, you know, reach out to the to, to the suicide hotline and you know get the help that you need. Um, definitely go out to your family, talk to them, talk to your therapist, 
you don't have a therapist, get a therapist. Oh, because you it's know. so easy. Uh, I'm just saying. Not. <sighs> okay, you finish it. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Like, you can't just say casually go get a therapist. It's like a, it's like choosing a, a very intimate friend that you're paying. Like, you, and I don't mean a hooker, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And you just made it sound really easy. It's not that it's, easy. It's not, but it is easy to seek for help and to find, get help. It is easy to push buttons, yes. It's easier to get help than committing suicide. <laughs> well, tell you what, I'm not going to violate your trust. I got the email. I replied. It was awesome. Oh, ouch! I, I didn't violate. I didn't violate his trust. I, I just, you just want you look. You're a fox, and you want to hear about getting violated. Stop complaining. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, afterward, we're going to go have a lovely piece of pie. No! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Look what you did. You did this. This is you. You did no. this. No, I did not. You did this. You were the one that brought up the whole shit pie. It was you. It was you, you, you. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I'm going to faint. I didn't Wichita, Kansas this shit. I didn't. Do they um, make shit pie in Wisconsin, Texas? Well, they definitely don't make shit um, chicken and waffles. They don't do that either. Oh, Lottie. Why are we going to back to that? <laughs> Why are we going back to that? Oh, it's old. Oh yeah, I, I uh, Ichi says he wants to watch the help. Now I want to watch the help. The help. If you haven't watched it, you won't get what we're talking about. It's just related tangentially to what we were talking about. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have any more emails in the bag. No, that's it. We just have to zip it up. Just make sure that you tuck in before you zip. Okay. Z Ooh. <laughs> Ow! Uh, is there is there anything before we go to housekeeping that you just want to bullshit about? Anything? I mean, we've been going for an hour and a half. This is about our average time. We have. We have. Um, we we are losing people often. It's funny. People are coming in and out. I feel like we're kind of like people playing a piano in a hotel lobby right now. It's because people are bored of us. We're just not entertaining, Tugs. <laughs> That's just our audience is tiny. Okay, okay. Since we have people who listen to us here, look. We do this because we think it's fun. It is, however, very nice to see people listening to the show in terms of statistics. Like, I can see how many people listen to our show, what platform, blah, blah, blah. I don't look too often because I don't want to dwell on it. However, it would be nice if our numbers would grow. We've been flat for a long time. I think people leave and other people replace them. Tell a friend. Seriously, like, that's why we're doing that tell people i like this show i don't normally listen to podcasts but blah 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 like if you really like us do us the favor like i, I think that almost is as important as patreon i think it's almost more important than patreon yeah if you don't have if you don't have money to give us <laughs> then for spread the, show, the word and and i think i've seen it i've seen some people spread it like i've seen <laughs> moss spread it for us yeah moss is our missionary though yeah, well, he's good. We he's knocking him? on people's doors and giving them the church. <laughs> Can we give him a little tag? <laughs> oh, my what? God. I got a missionary thing I got to tell you. Um, we'll I was call at him Furry Moss. Furry, a uh, brother furry. Um, I was at Cafe Rio. There's like two Cafe Rios in Seattle. And uh, for people who don't live in Utah or Seattle, Cafe Rio um, is it like a Western chain that does uh, big, giant Mexican burritos, kind of like Chipotle. And uh, it's very much a Utah thing. It was started in Utah. And the ones in Utah have more shit than all the other ones, by the way. 
And uh, I was there, and there were missionaries from Salt Lake eating there, and I almost wanted to go over to them and go, that's cheating. You can't do that. Go eat somewhere else. <laughs> what? You can't just go to Cafe Rio like, oh, I miss home. I'm going to go eat at Cafe Rio. No, <laughs> you're supposed to be suffering. That's hilarious. <laughs> so since we're running live, is there any questions from the audience that they want to ask? Uh, let's see. I don't know what the lag is, but I don't think it's very much. I think it's less than 20 seconds. Usually when you stream a game, it's like 20 seconds, but I think this is faster. Oh, we, yeah. People are typing. They have heard you. Oh, they just said, oh, good job, Rue. Oh, good job. Yeah. Oh, good. Thanks. It's your fault. So I, I, I picked up a sous vide. A what is a sous, what is a sous vide? A sous vide! Um, that was my Julia child. Um, a sous vide, it's when you like take a steak or something and you vacuum seal it. I also got a vacuum sealer. And uh, you put it in water that's like at 180 degrees for four hours and it cooks the steak. But it doesn't like grill it or heat it really, really high. So it comes up super tender. Are you going to start vacuum sealing watermelon? I actually vacuum sealed a shitload of meat because it keeps longer. Well, I've heard that if you vacuum seal watermelon, it like takes out all the air and stuff like that, so it makes it a lot sweeter. Uh, well, if you vacuum seal anything, it takes out all the air. Well, of That's course. That's why it's called vacuum sealing. I know, but it compresses it. And... Anyways, sorry. Oh, oh, you mean like it actually compacts the watermelon? Yeah, it compacts the watermelon. I don't think you can do that. No, you can't. How does that do work? It... That seems like it violates the laws of physics. They do the it on cooking shows all the time to be able to compact. Yeah, that's television watermelon. though. How do you know? It's like, cooking shows. How do you know? First of all, stop watching food porn. And second of all, how do you not know that they're just like putting it down and then like getting out a smaller watermelon? Like I they know could be. Not. They could. They could have another watermelon behind the counter. I know cooking shows do that all the time. They do! And then we put this in, and this isn't something that I made. This is something that somebody else made! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just showing it to you because I'm the voice! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> because I'm Rachel Ray! Oh, I'm Martha Stewart! The watermelon's already cut! Okay. Yeah, the watermelon's cut, my. I thought that you were talking to... I'm like, why are you putting a... How would I have possibly known that, dude? <laughs> there is no way you would have, you have communicated to me that the watermelon was cut. Yeah, you cut the watermelon and then put it in there. And oh. then you should try that. See now I actually sweeter. have to go to the grocery store after this, so I might, because that's where my sous vide is at. Apparently, it's like the most amazing... Like, you know how you but get like But then I'm going to have a whole fucking watermelon. I don't want to eat a whole watermelon. Well, get one of the little tiny ones. They have those. Anyways, did anybody ask any questions? Yes, yes. Um, okay. Do we accept handmade gifts? I got a new laser engraver at work. Uh, what can you engrave with the laser? Uh, the other question, uh, Kit. Tugs, why are you a Care Bear? I was 100% Care Bear. I am a puppy bear now. Um, and uh, I, I want to go back to question one. Question one, if you're going to do something then um there's two studios so just think about that so you know i yeah, mean i'm not trying to be greedy, don't but, send anything uh, to him you're gonna need to send something to tugs and then send something to me or if you just want to send one thing to one person that's fine too if you can engrave anything can you engrave the back of my eyeball <laughs> tugs you're 
You're weird. <laughs> she said anything. I want to be sure. I don't want you to do this. Uh, why is my fursona Care Bear based? Uh, I grew up watching the show, and it just always resonated with me. And I had a friend that sang um, all the time. Like I would say, oh, man, I want a hot dog. And she would belt out songs about hot dogs. And at the time, I thought it was incredibly annoying. And uh, so I, had, I took to calling her Funshine. Um, and then she started rubbing tugs back in my face, right? Like you do. And mm-hmm. it, it was just one of those things. I don't know why. It was kind of like that crystal moment. And uh, yeah, that's it's not a super exciting story. That it's just one of those things that I don't I didn't like sit down and have a like a. Well, I think it was just like okay, that's me. That that fits. That is the persona I want, which is not sexy at all. Hmm. Um, uh, Wisconsin, Texas. Oh, peeps, there are people who don't know what your Wisconsin, Texas fuck up is. That's like legend. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago. I don't even remember what episode that was, but I was going, was it like Wichita, Kansas or something? Yeah, it was. And then I said Wisconsin, cookies. Texas instead. Yeah. And then didn't we find out that there actually was a Wisconsin, Texas? I don't. I, I, I think that that's what we found out. Is I, that it's an actual place. Uh, hold on. Wisconsin, Texas. No, there's a Texas Wisconsin. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, no, Rue doesn't. Rue does not know how to read very well, and it's not anything he did on purpose. He just has a thing, dude. It's a thing. It's like I don't, I don't fucking like see very well if I take my glasses off. It's, I'm not making fun. We're all good. I love you. Um, Rue, Rue struggles with reading a little bit, and so he said Wisconsin, Texas, and it's funny, right? Yes, it was hilarious. It was silly. That was my first episode after I discovered the fandom. The Wisconsin, Texas episode? Oh my god. Uh, Alright, come on. If you don't ask us questions, that's it. We go off the air. Oh, Moss came By the back. way, I'm terrible. I haven't been checking Telegram. Since people I have. I'm watching both. I've been watching both. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, no, people stop typing. Um, yeah, don't get these chocolate peanut butter pie Oreos. Like, I have them sitting right here, and I'm like, oh, I could eat them right. I'm going to get C cups if I eat this Oreo. So I have a question. Let's see. What is Rue drinking? Let's see. Well, I, I haven't drinking... even been watching. Hold up your glass, and I'll guess. So this is an empty bottle. You're drinking a bitch beer. Uh, that's not, yeah, that's not drinking. Okay, especially... There you go. You're drinking a Smirnoff testicle or whatever. No, no, I'm I'm drinking Jamaica Me Happy, and then I'm having a peach fuzzy navel. You are a peach fuzzy navel. No shit pie here, seriously. <laughs> they, you know what's great is, uh, like in Utah, it takes a long time to get stuff. Out here, they have like Angry Orchard Rosé and like Mike's Hard Limeade, like. All the, like, Mike's flavors and Smirnoff flavors and stuff you can't get in Utah very easy, if at all. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. The one the one I miss is um, Passion Fruit Smirnoff. That was so good. But I just don't drink bitch beers anymore. I'm like, pfft. honestly, since I moved up here, I, I've kind of, I haven't had alcohol. I had alcohol for the first time, like, a week ago in, like, three months. I'm just, I'm over it. Like, eh, I don't like waking up with a hangover. I don't like the, it actually triggers my irritable leg syndrome. 
Well, especially Your irritable leg syndrome, to... restless leg syndrome. I just crossed irritable bowel syndrome and restless leg syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you're the one that's drinking. What are your um, opinions you on... You know, I normally don't drink a lot because a lot of these bitch beers have a lot of sugar in them, so yeah. I have to be very careful. Yeah. Um, Do you want to try weed? I'm, I am diabetic, so I have to be careful with that. Um, Do you want to try weed? What? Try weed. No, I don't want weed. Why not? No. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just pushing your buttons, dude. I know you are. Um. Oh, so someone has a question for you. Ichi wants to know, what are your opinion on fudge-covered Oreos? Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. We're not talking about shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that's a legit question. I like um, Oreos. And, yeah, I like chocolate-covered Oreos. They're good. Especially when they're, like, the mint but that's just um that's that's just um girl scout cookies or whatever oh, thin mints. oh man chocolate with cookie in the what, center was it last summer they brought out the key lime pie oreos and um i made that key lime pie with key lime pie oreo crust it was oh, yeah, so good so nummy but I, uh, I had to say my favorite is tim tams you can't beat Tim Tams. They're There's everywhere a lot of... now, though. Yeah, I know they are. Doesn't that kind of ruined it for you? No, they're so good. Have a Tim Tam Slam anytime that you can. Have you ever had the fudge-colored marshmallows from Costco? I've never seen fudge-colored marshmallows at Costco. I haven't, but I probably shouldn't eat them because they have tons of sugar in it. People Just are freaking like out these... about Tim Tams, by the way. They are? Yeah, on Telegram. <sighs> Tigger is, so yeah. I don't feel like the to, American ones are as good. A, you have to have a Tim Tam Slam. Seriously. Uh, you bite one end, then you bite the other end corner or whatever, and then you just suck that hot chocolate or or this thing called Milo. Like, I love Milo. Milo! 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 No, and then say Milo! I don't care. They're wrong. It's Milo. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just offended our Australian listeners. All three. All three of them. No, 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 no. I, I love Australians. I actually, well, yeah. I do. I'm not trying to offend them. God. Hot sweet tea. So I have a topic. I've offended maybe. you many times, Tigger. Don't get excited. Yes. So, uh, never mind. What do you feel about minors um, I think in they need furry to... groups? Oh, the trap is laid, good sir. Uh, I think that life sucks until you're 18. Get used to it. I had to do it. You had to do it. Everyone had to do it. So you miners will have to do it too. And you know what? There's a good reason for it. That's it. Sorry. But what's the good reason? Why? Why is um, why is that the case? Why can't we? Because I'm being the devil's advocate here. Okay. Why can't we allow them to be able to be a part of the community? They don't have a place. They, they don't have a place. They do have their... a place. Where is it? At home. But they're not accepted at home of who they are. They need to have a place to be part be part of the community, too. The way society works is the parents can say no. And if they say no, that's it. The game is over. This music is so. What about parental? What about parental forms? I'm not. I, I. Here's the thing. Okay, 
I understand, I understand the heart of what you're getting at, right? Like there are kids that are 16 and 17 and 18 that are mentally as mature as some 25 year olds. I get it. Okay. You're probably not one of them, Mr. 16, 17 or 18 year olds. I hate to say it, but I mean, they're really rare, but they do exist. And there's, there's people who have varying degrees of maturity because life is not black and white. It's not like, oh, I'm 17 and 364 days. Bam. I am an adult and I get it. It doesn't work like that. It's like, there's so much gray. And so it would be nice if we had a way to say, okay, you are, you have met the maturity standard. Here's your adult adulting license. You haven't. So go home and, and, and suck your mom's tit or whatever it is you're going to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. And I, I'm really punchy right now. And, <laughs> yeah, you are. and the thing about it is we don't have that kind of technology and we don't have that kind of a test. So we had to put a standard somewhere. And the downside of that is lawyers become involved. So that's just how it's going to be. Like, if you don't like it when you turn 18, go vote and, and run for office and change the laws. You know, that's how it oh. works. But what about just having a parental consent form? I That's up to the people who are running it. I wouldn't do it because I don't really want to deal with legal stuff. That's the thing. Lawyers get involved and things become dramatically more expensive. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I 100%. So um, I don't really have much to say about the topic except um, like minors. I love you, but um, I don't love you because I love you when I, you're if 18. I did, but I, yeah, exactly. I love you when you're 18. Have you ever heard the song "What a Difference a Day Makes"? Yes, made? you've shot, you've shared it. You on can here. now legally fornicate. Yep, um, that's from Mongrels. Mongrels is awesome, but um, if you haven't seen it, you should watch that on YouTube right now. Just there, type in there, what are, a difference a day makes. There are Mongrels. people in our chat in our Telegram chat that we we asked to leave because they were underage, and they came back, and we still accepted them. So I promise that it'll be okay when you're 18. Like it sucks to wait. You'll be fine. I really, I really mean that. You'll, you will be fine. Focus on your schooling. Get through high school. Yes, I know things seem like they aren't going to get better because brains develop it at a different rate. You'll be fine. I like. I'm not trying to be patronizing. Like you will really be okay. I made it, and I'm dumb as a brick. So come on. <laughs> You're not dumb as a brick. You get what I'm saying. I know. I'm just saying. All right. Last call for questions before we kill this. Um, Wait, oh, nobody, nobody typed anything. Milo, Milo, the the sometimes cat, uh, it's not Milo, says that you sound adorable. Ah, oh, thank you. All right, let's see. Uh, I, I wonder how much my voice has changed since so, I've taken testosterone. <laughs> uh, it's gotten a little deeper, a little bit. Um, Hello. S- someone just posted the What a Difference a Day Makes to the Telegram chat. Yay. Kit says I'm not dumb. Um, oh, Ichi's talking about peppermint Oreos. God damn, why are we talking about Oreos again? Stop with all the Oreos. I love Oreos. I The only ah. thing I love more than an Oreo is a McRib. I know, you love those McRibs. They don't do McRibs in Seattle, and I go to this McDonald's in California, and every time I miss it by a day, and it's on the menu, and then it says sold out, and I'm like, I'm going to stab a bitch. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to reach through the world and stab bitches. <laughs> Like you, I was pissed last time. Like I know for I hours. That. I was. I think that we. I think we had to like postpone recording because of it. I was pissed. <laughs> Don't fuck with my McRib. Well, if that is all the emails, or not emails. I'm giving them another comments. thirty seconds. Give another thirty. Um. Oh, you know what? I know what we can look at while we're killing a thirty seconds here. 
Um, ah, yes. Yes. Let's look at our Twitter. Okay. Um, Moss says, I will never shut up. What I don't is... want Moss to shut up. I don't know why he's... Um... Uh, we don't want to. Oh, culturally effed mentioned us. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know culturally effed listened to us until they tweeted at us. I was like, <gasps> oh my! It's like finding out that like I bet you like Tyra Banks or someone famous is listening to us. <laughs> Can you hey, imagine how cool that would be? It would be cool. Oh my god! You're like secretly a furry. I would, dude. If okay, if you're an A lister, B lister, and you're listening to our show. You can write us, and we won't reveal who you are, but goddamn, that would be cool. I would feel like a million bucks for a day. <laughs> you know what? I feel like a million bucks every time that we get any emails yeah. that get sent. Uh, I, I love when I see that people actually care about the show. Why do you think there's so much furry kink shaming in furry specifically? Um, I think that it's because that there is a lot of people within the community that want to keep furry um, extremely clean and you know what they have the right for that if they want to keep that's why that for um, FA has a safer work filter they can do that if they want to I don't think that's but, what it is though Go you on. think no I think but, it's that I think it's that life's not black and white and people aren't going to be comfortable with everything all the time So, if you enjoyed this season, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going back through and reviewing the um, different episodes and our favorite moments from this season. So, if you have a favorite moment that happened within this season or just a favorite moment, period, that you would like us to revisit, please feel free to send us a message or, sorry, send us an email over at castaforwhatitsworth.com. Also, don't forget that our mailboxes are also open for private messages. Um, Rue at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com, Tugs at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com, or Voss at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. There's also Firebreath at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com, too, but he doesn't check his email, does he? Uh, no, I know he does. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why well, I send him his can, lines. You can also send it to Firebreath, so uh -huh. there you go. Um, someone said something, and I, I just... We're not ending the show. <laughs> Good God. We can't just ending the season. Uh, in, in the spirit of fairness, though, the show was not going to go forever. One day it will end. So keep loving us until then. I mean, we've been doing this for how long now? How Seven many years? years. It, Seven well, years. We're going to do the show till we run out of things to talk about or it's not fun. That's that's when the show ends. We keep saying that like all the time. But we keep having fun. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't exactly. see it even even though that me and you are no longer in the same studio, we've found ways to keep it alive. I know, and um, definitely I... that patron has helped. Oh my lot. god, Patreon, yes. But I still feel like that we haven't lost the chemistry that um, that we had when we were in studio with each other. That's true. So that's true. Okay, well, I think that is it. Um, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Um, so do the thing. This has been Rue. This is Tugs. This is Boss over there. <laughs> and <laughs> all of waving. you. And everyone in the audience. And this has been... Okay, everybody type this out real quick. <laughs> are you really going to do it? what it's worth. <laughs> and what all of you worth. that are listening have to do it. Do it. We are, going, we are not stopping this stream until everybody does it. 
There. <laughs> Someone just typed FWIW. <laughs> no, no, it's not FWIW. It is for what it's worth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> People are just and doing the short version. <laughs> Nobody's saying it. <laughs> no, they're just typing FWIW. Oh come on, guys! Ah, that's super, super, super funny. No one. Oh, someone just. <laughs> hey, who did it? Who did it? They're the ones that get the Wii, right? <laughs> no, Wii? I mean, I meant, yeah, they get the, your old Wii. No, 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 it's my Wii. You will go home. I have no money. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, uh, for what it's Eorth. Uh, what is or, this Eorth? Or for what it's, um, let's see, what was that? For what it's worth, um, for what shit it's pie or whatever. Shit. For what it's shit pie. pie. Good job. All right. Goodbye, guys. (laughs) Bye.